G'day everybody, welcome to the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast. My name is Gareth Oliver, thank you for joining me. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Grampians Community Health, and I'm speaking with the Grampians Community Health board member this week, Simone O'Brien, who has been on the show before, and if you haven't heard Simone's story, find an episode called A Survivor's Story, and Simone talks a bit about... uh, her story with family violence and domestic violence, and it's it's a it's a tough listen, but it's well worth listening to. And we're talking about Claire's Law a bit today. Uh, it is the kickoff for the 16 days of activism. And if you're not sure what the 16 days of activism is, it uh, it's a campaign uh, that is calling for an end to gender-based violence, and it will run through until the 10th of December. And if you want to learn more about it, go to Safe and Equal. .org.au, plenty of information on there, or keep it on our socials, we'll have more stuff out for uh, the 16 days as the campaign rolls on. Anyway, like I said, I'm talking to Simone O'Brien, and we are talking about the 16 days, as well as Claire's Law, and just to catch up on on how Simone's been going, spreading her message uh, and her advocacy for people who are victims of domestic violence not just across Australia, but as you'll hear, around the globe. So should be a really good episode, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. This is the Community is a Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grandpa's Community Health, and Grandpa's Community Health is here for you, your family, and our community. I'd like to welcome back to the community is our middle name podcast, Simone O'Brien. And Simone, of course, is an advocate and uh, and survivor of domestic violence. Simone, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We were just talking off air. You've been hectic the past 12 months or so since we spoke, haven't you? Yeah, no, it's um, one door shuts and it feels like that tenor just keep opening, all in a good way, of course. And um you know, that's what I want. I just don't want our next generations affected from domestic violence. But, you know, turning it into a positive too, I um, realise what you put into life, you get back. And um, I think that's where um, I'm, yeah, just connecting with a lot of people now around the world. And it's, I'm, I'm truly honoured that I've been, I'm able to do this for, for us, you know, women, men, children that are going through domestic violence. Now, you've not long got back from France. Um, I, I saw that on your Facebook page and you were saying as well you've got a few other gigs happening overseas as well. So how does it feel for, for, for yourself, you know, from a fairly humble background, still a pretty mm-hmm. humble person to be yeah. now out there on the international stage and getting this vital message out, not just across our communities here in Victoria or, or Australia, but across the world? Um, it was sort of um, very mind-blowing you know, I'm only little and to get a standing ovation when I was walking off the um, stage, I thought, I, you know, how you just want to run. But um, I, I suppose, you know, I must be making a change and putting my message out there to, to many people around the world now. And I suppose being asked soon after I walked off stage um, to speak at Oxford University and I, I must have had a... a um, a dumb look on my face as if to say, you know, don't you want to do it? And 
she said, um, do you know Oxford University? And I'm like, yeah, 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 no, I'd love to do that. So it was like, I, I think just overwhelming. I, I do suffer with anxiety, um, you know, when I am approached by people um, just, you know, because I still go through that. I don't know if I'm good enough uh, for it. But, you know, even since being back in Australia, um, yes, I've had Spain, um, New York and Paris again um, asked me to to go over there next year. So it's busy, busy times ahead. But, you know, um, my message in that being busy is self-care. Um, and I know, you know, many of family, friends or even um, people that are following me say, please look after yourself. But I just do want to stipulate that um, physically and mentally I'm the best state I've, I've ever been. So um, my message on that is please give yourself self-care. It, it doesn't have to be much. You don't have to spend any money. Just, you know, be grateful for, for you, who you are and smile. And I can confirm that uh, Simone, Simone's looking and sounding fantastic at the moment. So um, great message to Simone about self-care. I think we all need to remember that from time to time. Um, since we spoke in the past 12 months, like, like I said, a lot of stuff's happened for, for you, um, especially around your advocacy. How do you think Australia's tracked uh, in the time since we last spoke? If anyone hasn't listened, actually, to, to the podcast that I did with Simone, I really urge you to go back and have a listen to it because it's an amazing story, um, Simone's story, and the fact that she's here to tell it is even more amazing. But how do you think we as a society are, are tracking in our attitudes towards uh, family violence and attitudes towards women? Yeah, no, totally different. Um, even in the in the last twelve months, and especially in the last ten years, that this has happened to me, it's um, people are, are are wanting to make a change, and it's men now standing up and wanting to do having functions with men. Um, just recently, just to give you a quick snapshot, I spoke in Sydney, and um, a Rotary president came up to me and he said, "Simone, he goes next year, I'd like you to speak, but I just want a room full of men and men on on a panel." getting asked questions that were asked tonight and not having females having to answer the questions and, and see where it goes. So even changing men's mindsets has made a change. It's not just women going out and wanting to do events and do the advocacy work and type of thing. So it's um, not just me that's that's making a change. It's, it's the whole of Australia now that's, that is standing up and realising that we are in, a, in a, an epidemic um, still of domestic violence and I suppose the message when you hear that 25 children have actually lost their life this year already because of domestic violence that makes people more want to get in and help change because we've all got you know nieces and sons and daughters and you know whatever I can keep naming them but that's yes it, it has come to light and obviously with me being so busy people are wanting to make a change um, in the space not only in their workplace but schools and, you know, football clubs and, and all that area as well. Not as, um, it's, it's still a taboo subject, but not, not as bad as what it was. You know, if we can turn it into a positive and that's, um, I suppose now when I present, that's what I do. I go in with the attitude, you know, of speaking. I want to get these, this crowd feeling empowered and, you know, that they're an inspiration when they walk out the door tonight. That's my, my way of dealing and, 
coping and putting it over to people is, you know, I change my body language and not just speaking about the doom and gloom and turn it into a positive in other areas. And that's where I think Australia is. We, we are, it's only going to be small te- steps. As I say, it's not going to be today, tomorrow, next year that it's going to be gone, but at least we can we can still knuckle down and, and make it more aware, make it a daily, you know, topic of conversation in a good way. Yeah, and I think um, people hearing from people such as yourself who are so passionate about this uh, epidemic, because it is an epidemic, as you said, across society, and, and that, that really, that, that state you gave about the 25 children who have been killed through family violence, man, that, that really hit me right in the in the feels, that's as they good. say. Um, as you know, I'm a father of, of young kids, so that's that's a tough thing to, to hear, but Honestly, it's great to hear that we're making making steps. Um, do, you, do you think that we're seeing changes from a bureaucratic level that are in line with the changes we might be seeing at a societal level? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, there's still people that think that they can still, and excuse me for saying that, you know, that the men are more perpetrators than women are perpetrators. It's only that the stats... Um, that are leaning towards that men are more perpetrators than than females, but there are female perpetrators out there. Um, and, you know, it's I'm finding that I am doing more high-end stuff now um, as well as, as, as low-end stuff. So as in people in all areas now are wanting to make a change, um, you know, I look at where I am next week, it's it's all high society type stuff that I'm I'm doing and which is great because you know obviously the high end know that in workplaces and that that it is a safe place for many women to go to to get away you know type of thing so yes yeah i'm going to say yes and no it um it's a tough one it's you know next week wednesday sorry you know i'm speaking to angelo american which is it's an australian company with steel corporation you know and i'm actually speaking with a judge so they're getting big people in to, to, you know, make a change in their world as well. So it's, yeah, look, yes, yes and no, I'm going to say, look, I know I'm a bit all over the shop with that, but, you know, I suppose the positive is, is I like it that, you know, the high-end stuff um, are putting on events to, to help make a change in the workplace. Yeah, and I did throw a bit of a tough one at you fairly early on too, which is... You did. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, got to keep you on your toes. Simone, make sure you're over that jet lag from all the all the jetting around the countryside. It's taken me a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Now we were going to talk a bit about uh, Claire's Law. Um, For people who haven't heard of Claire's Law, can you give us a bit of an overview about what it actually is? So Claire's Law is um, in the United Kingdom, and it's actually um, a system that people can look up other people and find out what they're what has happened to them in their life. So, like, I could look up Gareth, for instance, and see if, you know, he's got any record of of whatever in in his um, in his life. So, and it's not just me. If I was Gareth's partner, for example, it can be my sister, it can be anyone else can, can check out other people, what is happening. And I suppose my importance of this, of this Claire's Law, it, was, it will stop a lot of, um, domestic violence happening or people getting into the wrong relationship, it would have stopped me, you know, because I'm a third wheel here. So I shouldn't be speaking about domestic violence. You know, that first 
the first wife if she if she had reported it. So in the Claire's law, that would have you know come under that banner. So I wouldn't have obviously picked the perpetrator that that I did pick, even though he was a real estate agent, thinking he was okay. So it's a, it's a good it's a security thing um, to to start getting involved um, in another relationship, whether you're male or female. It's not just you know males you can look up. You can look up anyone um, basically, and they have trialed it in a couple of states here in. Um, in Australia, which I've heard was successful, but I, I don't know much about that, to be honest with you. So it's um, at least, you know, we're moving that way. But I um, speaking at the Queensland Premiers with the Queensland Premier uh, next week, I've put a bit of thought on what I wanted to speak about being the keynote speaker. And I'm actually going to bring in the Claire's Law that I hope we can get it across Australia because I shouldn't be here today. Um, speaking to you about domestic violence, if we'd had something like that here in Australia. Yeah, you you, you mentioned it's been trialled in Australia, New South Wales and South Australia tried it. And I'm a bit like you, Simone. I'm not 100% sure how it went. I, I think from the little bit I've read, it, it went okay. Um, yeah. let's, hope, let's hope it was a success and that they'll continue to go with it. Um, for us in Victoria, um, how far off do you think we are from having something similar to Claire's law in place here? That I I can't really answer. Like obviously people are, are working at it behind the scenes and, um, you know, I have even looked at a couple of new laws behind the scenes that, are that you know, they're hoping to, to come in to help make it life easier for victims as such. But, yeah, no, I I can't really tell you on that note um, either. Definitely yeah, answer. No. No, that that's that's fine. I wasn't sure whether you might have had a little bit of inside info for us or not, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, um. So with the thing like Claire's Law, how much of the emphasis falls onto, like you were saying, in in your case, you were the third person who this perpetrator had had assaulted. How much emphasis falls onto that first person to to make reports? Because we know that underreporting is is a big issue. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And so I suppose that's the important message to everyone listening to this. Doesn't matter what little red flag it is in size, report it because that's going to save our next generations coming through um, in what is happening in today's world. So, yeah, the importance of getting anything reported, um, you know, documented through the police, please do it because that's where we're going to help if Claire's law doesn't come in, at least it's in the system. And we know that, um, you know, police sometimes in the small community actually can knock on your shoulder and say, hey, look, just watch what you're doing type of thing to give you give that safety. So reporting is very important, especially yeah. if Claire's law come in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because as, as you said, if we had something like this in place, then you probably wouldn't be sitting here talking no. to me right no, now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, one of the things that, that – and I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit here, Simone, so um, just bear with me for, for two seconds. One of the things that, that might concern people who aren't fully across what Claire's Law is all about is privacy concerns um, for, for, you know, anyone. Like, um, you know, if you can go and look up, you know, me, for example, um, not that I've got anything really to hide um, – <laughs> What do you say around around that? If anyone might have some privacy concerns in relation to to being able to get looked up like that, yeah, good point. Um, I suppose it's it comes back to the safety of yourself in um, 
in in protecting yourself as well i know it, it's pretty much open slather but in a new relationship you you don't want to go in there and if there's underlying issues with the the person that you're with i won't call him a perpetrator because you or her a perpetrator because you don't know but you, you're totally right there are privacy but i think it's a safety too um to me sometimes safety comes um Safety in the next relationship can come over your privacy. You know, if you've done something wrong, you wouldn't be on there, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. And I guess we already have systems in place, not necessarily similar to Claire's law, but, for example, uh, I had to pass police checks and working with children's checks to get my job at Grampians Community Health. So there is already things happening in the community um, in other areas, isn't there? Yeah, well, I can't go into a school without having... You know, my police check to have my, um, you know, certificate of working with children's check. And even being on the board of um, Grampians Community Health, I had to have a, you know, a police check and and all that as well. Yeah, so there are um, safety measures, which is great. At least um, perpetrators, whether they're female or male, can't go into schools without your, your police check and things like that. And, you know, even some workplaces um, or football clubs, you've got to still have your um, that safety check. So, you know, it is. It's it's those little steps are going to turn into bigger steps as we as we move forward in life, and just got to keep. I suppose um, don't let them slide under the carpet. Keep them keep them above, and and make sure that we still stay safe and secure on on everything. Yeah. You mentioned that Claire's Law started out in the UK. I I did a bit of background reading on it, and the the case was, yeah tough reading um how successful has it has it been in the uk really really successful um apparently you know obviously i've um got a bit of information there from um a lady that lived there and it yeah it's been it's been the bomb which has been great and that's you know what we need here just to have that you know i know with my own daughters um and sorry even my son you know just have that security if you're starting out with someone that is on the wrong note because otherwise they're going to keep going down that that path and that's what I'm finding is women sometimes just keep going back to perpetrators but it could be you know two or three perpetrators down the track so getting them out of the that that side of our relationship um you know it could the Claire's law could stop all that yeah and look we need to protect um you know especially our, our younger generation needs to protect everyone really but i mean it, it is sort of looking at at uh, a bit of protection for, for younger people coming up isn't it yes absolutely yeah i mean you know 16 year old daughters sorry 16 year old relationships now i know going back is probably three and a half months um there was a stabbing at 16 year old because she wanted to end the relationship so he stabbed her you know it's not just us or my older generation, you wouldn't be as old as me, but um, that's where, you know, relationships are starting a lot younger now and, you know, as much as we don't want to hear it, but 10-year-olds are having sex and that's where we don't want, you know, that generation to get out of control if it's if there's perpetrators or domestic violence at such a young age. I'm looking a bit younger than last time, Simone, because I haven't got the beard with the grey in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> For um, because of course it's November this month, so I do have the the stash. Yeah. So, um, well that might be that might be. Oh, yes, 
thanks. It's been, been a bit of a slog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, with with something like like Claire's Law, uh, and bringing it into to Australia, how successful do you think it probably it would be? If we introduced it nationwide, if we didn't just look at it state by state, if we looked said nationwide, this is what we're going to do. Uh, do you think we would see a, a real sudden drop in in violence against women and children in particular? Absolutely, and I'm glad you said nationwide and not just state by state because one thing I found is the every state tries to outdo each other in what they're doing in the space, and so. It's got to be nationwide. We've got to be one. And I, I truly believe there will be a drop because it'll be like, you know, these perpetrators will realise that they um, aren't going to get, you know, what they want, um, whether it's a he or she, because they'll be put on the, the um, information under their name so they won't be able to do what they're doing to women and get mm. away with it. Yeah. Um, Simone, you do a bit of work talking to, to – Young people in schools, how does that go down? How do um how do the kids respond to you and your story? Yeah, really good. Um, I did a school in Brisbane last Wednesday morning, and um, they're actually year tens are actually it's a part of their education is domestic violence. So there was them, and there was actually year eleven students as well, and they were studying homelessness. So um, I was able to um put them both together because a lot of domestic violence, and I'm going to say women here, have to flee the home and there's, you know, the lack of shortage of, um, you know, housing and that out there now. So that that was uh, very well received and obviously, you know, you, they've seen me at my worst but turning into a positive. So at least that's starting from that, that generation, that domestic violence isn't bad. We can make it, turn it into a positive. And, you know, I even told them um, little things that they can help at school you know, like collecting old handbags and donating them back to um, to women in need at shelters because, you know, they often leave that behind. So, look, there's there's tears and, um, you know, I've had people pass, students pass out on me and different things, but it, it is hitting home and, um, you know, they, they can't be, you know, any more thankful than me giving up my time and going to talk to them and just giving that little that little insight of, of what a, a little red flag can turn into a big red flag really quickly and, and that's the, the message is, you know, if they're in a relationship at, you know, 15, 16, they need to be able to talk to somebody and, you know, if they he won't take no or she won't take no for an answer, um, they need to start at a younger age and, and realise that they can say no. Yeah, that, that early education is so vital, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yep, no. Um, have you had any any um, young people come up to you and, and say, Simone, I'm a bit concerned about, you know, you know what's happening with my friends or what's happening with my mum or dad or uh, or anything like that? Absolutely. And um, always after I speak um, at a school, I always, you know, the facilitator will say, Simone will hang around and you can come up personally to talk to her. And do you know what? That's, that's sad. And um, – but then – on the on the the flip side, um, I was up in Townsville and you know presented at a, a big public school of you know I think it was about fifteen hundred kids, and did the session and um, what I thought these you know group of six to eight boys were coming up to me you know they had the hat on backwards chewing gum throwing balls and whatever and I thought oh my goodness where's this going to go, and they they come up to me and they, they call me Miss hey Miss. I said, hey, guys, how are you going? And I didn't know how to, um, you know, 
say to them whatever and excuse me but I am going to use some bad language on here because that's how they facilitated it to me they go that was fucking awesome Mm -hmm. and you know what I know that I obviously hit a spot with them for them to come up and the the hoodlums on the school to to recognize what I was actually presenting to them and then you get another young boy that would come up and say you know he's been assaulted you know from his father at such a young age he's in um foster care da 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 it's just yeah it's very sad um to to listen to different stories but you know i i do and obviously then or everywhere where i go i make sure that there's you know services available because um you know you just don't know but as i said earlier you know there was um when at the same time i was in townsville ambulance would have to come because girls would pass out and obviously it's hitting home to them that that's obviously is it happening to them in a relationship or is it happening to their mum? So you hear lots of stories, um, especially presenting to preppies, like they'll put their hand up all the time, which is great. And, you know, that gives red flags straight back to the teachers that they're suffering at home from a form of domestic violence and the teachers may not know it. But, yeah, so, yeah, look, it's sad. It's um, I get angry um, because, you know, it's it's – our next generation that we need to protect and um and that's why i say you know write an email to me if you want to or whatever and just touching base to let them know that they're not alone as well uh getting the f-bomb that was effing awesome is the ultimate compliment from uh, from kids like that i reckon do you know what that 15 16 year old age group and i just thought and now if you know if it was a if it, and don't get me wrong here but if it was a group of girls it wouldn't have you know just grabbed me like it did but being these group of guys and I just yeah I was um yeah blown away to be honest with you and um thought wow I've done hit someone you know hit them all in the in the heart and another um another group of guys at a different school some of them wanted to have photos with me but there was one guy that wouldn't he wouldn't have a photo as if to say he didn't you know want to talk about domestic violence so you just wonder what's going on with him behind the scenes and yeah so no it's there's highs and lows which um do obviously affect me because i don't like seeing especially children um upset from from dv it sounds like that message of respect is is really getting through to the younger generation though do you know what i i totally agree with you and um you know I, I don't mind being called Miss wherever I go. To me, it's, it's an acknowledgement. It's not just, you know, walking away and, um, you know, saying nothing. But, yeah, I, I find I do get a lot of respect um, wherever I go to, to, you know, whatever age group they are. Um, some some boys will just come up and want to cuddle, you know, and happy to do that. No no words, just can I, can I have a cuddle? Absolutely. So, you know, you do that and... Um, you know, I'll do anything to make a child, you know, whether it's teenage or younger, what, whatever, adulthood, young adult, um, feel like that, you know, I'm a part of their life too because you don't want them not thinking that they're alone in what they're going through. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, and also that ties into not just with the DV stuff but also that ties into mental health and it ties into our statistics of self-harm and suicide and it's yeah. a it's a slippery slope, Simone, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, obviously I, yeah, and just entice them all in together. Um, whatever, yeah, the mental health and um, I'm, I'm really big on, on mental health, you know, obviously in the DV space and 
that's where that self-care covers all those, you know, harming yourself and the mental health and DV. It's, um, yeah, just makes you feel so good if you just get that one cuddle off someone or, or someone says hello and, you know, I know myself now, I'll just message someone that's contacted me. I said, just wanted to say hi, hoping you're okay and put a big smiley face. Do you know what? And they go, you made me smile. And, you know, that's that's great. You know, I don't even know half the people that I message um, because they message me and, you know, they know me, I don't know them, but I'll give them back a little bit of love um, to what I do. When I was in Dubai, um, a, a beautiful lady that follows me actually paid for me to go into the Premier's Lounge in Dubai just to say thank you for what I do around our nation. And you know what, those little, I, you know, you just think, wow. So it, it's just teamwork. I know I'm going off the track a little bit here, but it's it's teamwork. We're all in one just to help stop, you know, the, the domestic violence across our nation. And, you know, we can throw them, um, the harming and the mental health in there too because it sort of all goes under the one banner. Yeah, it's all, it's all linked, unfortunately. Um, you mentioned, you talked a little bit about mindfulness today. What's your, what's your number one tip for looking after yourself? Mine um, would be going for a run. I know everyone's not going is good about going for a run. Um, just giving myself five minutes of the day, just sitting and just breathing, um, taking in the fresh air, to be honest with you, if the sun's out. But, yeah. My biggest one is going for a run, but just, just you know, blocking out any negative thoughts at all. I, I, um, I'll admit now, anyone negative in my life, I just, I haven't got space for them, and um, I just take on on positive um things now, and it it sure does lighten your load, um, you know, in your mental capacity to to everything. But um, just looking after myself uh for the first time and um. Just making sure wherever I go, you know, I feel great in myself, and um, turning it into a positive. No matter, no matter what, if I don't get a run in, it's okay. You know, I I did it yesterday, and I'll do it tomorrow. So yeah, just thinking positives around anything that is a negative, and um, yeah, smiling. Well, <laughs> always smiling. It's great to see Simone. Um, I I know you're going to be fairly busy in the next few months, so um, get your runs in wherever you can. And, Absolutely. Make sure you're looking after yourself because uh, you're you're, you're a, a local legend and an absolute treasure and a, and a real um, a fantastic advocate for uh, for domestic violence and especially for people who have you know been through situations even if that hasn't been as extreme as what you went through you know any DV is 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 not good DV so no, absolutely. Yeah, we, I really appreciate you giving up some some time on your on your one quiet day before you're off to uh, yeah. to sunny Queensland, escaping this beautiful weather here. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, it's a real honour, Gareth. And yeah, thank you, thank you again. And you know, I love being a part of our community to help help out what is going on. So thank you. Thank you again to Simone O'Brien for coming on The Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, talking a bit about Claire's Law and the 16 Days of Activism, which kicks off the day this podcast gets released. Uh, You can find out more at safeandequal.org.au about the 16 Days or follow Simone on the socials just to see what she's up to and, and how she's getting her message out there. Of course, this podcast was brought to you by Grampians Community Health, and Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services right across Western Victoria, across the following local government areas, 
Northern Grampian Shire, Arrat Rural City, Horsham Rural City, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Bullock Shire, Southern Grampian Shire, Pyrenees Shire and Central Goldfield Shire regions. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, family violence assistance, aged care and NDIS support including home care package, case management for the aged care and NDIS support coordination and plan management, mental health services, counselling across a wide range of region, uh, a wide range of areas, I apologise, and much, much more. For more information, go to our website, gch.org.au, or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or on Instagram and Twitter, at GCH Grampians, and you can find us on YouTube as well. Just search for Grampians Community Health on there. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, like it, subscribe to it, and if you're an Apple Podcast, leave a review, that would be really awesome. It does help people find us, and does help spread our message out there. Uh, and anywhere good podcasts are found, you can find this one, which is which is really nice. The intro and outro music is an original composition performed by Andrew Parsons, and we use that with his permission and give him our thanks. And we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Jabberong people on who this podcast was produced and recorded, and pay respects to all elders past, present, and emerging, and extend that respect to Aboriginal people nationwide. That's uh, another episode done. We're getting closer and closer to 50 episodes. It's, it's uh, quite amazing, actually. So I'll be back very shortly with another episode of the Community Middle Name podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is Gareth Oliver. And uh, until next time, from all of us here at Grampians Community Health, who are here for you, your family, and our community, I'll say stay safe and so long.